Uh, I hate to be a scold. I hate to be that guy. I hate to be the one to say things that seem to be obvious. I hate to feel that I'm insulting people. But every once in a while to save lives, you have to say that thing that no one's supposed to say but is supposed to be common sense. The common sense of today has to do with the slogans to some extent. One slogan when we're out protesting that is um, always welcome to hear, one of my favorite slogans actually, is fuck 12, meaning fuck the police. There's a reason we're saying fuck the police and ACAP, all cops are bastards. Um, because they're the bad guys. Their job exists to be basically leeches of the state and steal money from African Americans and brown people using a legal system stacked against those people. Me, basically. They do this to fund their extravagant lifestyles and the lifestyles and the governments that are living through austerity. And it's remained as a form of oppression. And while doing so, they tend to be racist, violent, and other things. Now there's um, a new form of violence, seemingly unexpected, even though it's how Heather Heyer died. Whites are going out and they're lynching people with their cars. And as soon as the whites do lynch people with their cars, the cops go and arrest the protesters that get hit by the cars or have moved an African-American child out of the way, for instance, that the white was um, aiming for uh, to, you know, make sure some white person would, or some black person, would try and save the kid and the white person hits them with their car and then the cop comes arresting anyone also who they have grudges with people who they think might be in leadership or something, just anyone they can assault. This is after smiling, and the cops will even, you know, in the first protest, sometimes they would close off the roads so that people wouldn't run people over. Why did they think running people over was something that would happen? A hate crime, or ISIS terrorist attacks, if you will, to terrorize the political opponents of racists. And to relive the Martin Luther King Selma march with them running Martin Luther King over with their car in a straight-up lynching. Why did they think that was a thing? Well, because Republicans have passed laws in order to make it a thing. The Republicans will sit there and say, oh my God, a child may die or something. You know, all kinds of nonsense that they get from their conservative rags that make stuff up. And then when you go and look up the story, um, it's of course confabulated nonsense. And then, of course, they'll say, run children, women, and everyone over if they disagree with me. Because violent hypocrisy is what they do. Because they are violent racists. The cops' entire profit motive is based on them being violent racist accomplices. Then suddenly, when the cops turn around and side with their best friend, Monsieur White Supremacist, coming to lynch them, the, the children and the women, 
so that some conservative rag can blame Black Lives Matter for the murder done by a lynch ching with a car because that's how we do lynchings at this point once they've hit the child or whomever and the cop has assaulted them everyone's in shock and we have to come afterwards with the security violations but this is also a result of not listening to the fuck 12 there's a reason we say fuck 12 there's a reason it is the motto these are the bad guys when they start acting good when they say I'm on your side some are genuine but for the most part they're on the side of their own paychecks as they wouldn't be in the job if they weren't and being on that side what they want to do is lower your guard because much like in the attack done to our good friend Kirk Erickson their goal is to catch you off guard and attack you with terrorist tactics they operate like terrorists because they are white supremacist terrorists in positions of power this is who they are making the mistake that you're wrong in your entire reason for being out and protesting and that this is some reformable institution that just has some remnants of slavery and Pinkertons union busting and disrespecting the rights of the American citizens and this and abusing African-American systems with the African-American citizens with hoses beating on their heads going upside their heads and waiting for the moment to beat the white allies so they can get back to going upside the heads of the of the Negroes this is what they are ultimately waiting to do and they're trying to wait you out well they're seeing your resolve is hard it's been a month and laws are starting to change and the po the people are getting on your side because they see the violence of the other side so when you first went out you went out and um, I, I remember the first time I was starting to give a speech I declined because I was told not to mention Donald Trump that's the thing about like having me do speeches I am going to say shit the way it is. It's just what I do. I will be polite when you ask me to say it a certain way and you ask me to censor something in some way that makes absolutely no sense to me. But I'm probably just not going to say anything. I'll let someone else do it. I prefer to keep my voice the dangerous one that everyone fears when it gets near a microphone. Basically, truth. There's a story. Once upon a time, a man turned around and he was looking for the truth. There was a bunch of liars around. He couldn't tell. And everybody went running around. And truth starts bouncing, trying to get his attention. Because truth is on the edge of all these liars and can't quite get through. Truth starts throwing elbows. Truth starts punching. Truth turns it into a mosh pit, trying to get in. But the liars just would not move out of the way they were so diligent in what they were doing finally truth said fuck it 
Truth took his shirt off. Truth took his pants off. Truth took his Automax shoes off that he usually uses for sparring. Took his socks off. Truth even took his drawers off. Balls and dicks hang balls and dick hanging in the wind are uh, breasts, depending on the sex of truth at this particular moment. Truth is neutral is not neutral, is not gender specific, it's gender fluid. And then everybody and then he, Truth proceeded to run and elbow and knock all the liars out of the way. And you heard what the guy searching for truth turn around and look and say, Behold, it's the naked truth. That is how I try to make my voice. I see it as a religious duty to say the truth as I see it. I do not like modulating it for any means, so I will... If I'm wrong on something, I'm quick to print a correction or even say the correction. Um, if anything, most people don't notice when I'm wrong on something because of how quickly I yield in the face of overwhelming evidence. But when I'm not given a good reason that I should censor myself, it's better to just be quiet because I don't want to spoil my tools. I don't want to use my tools on a non-truth or some censored truth meant to protect the feelings of some powerful person. I believe that that makes truth not want to find you and you get stuck with lies. It spiritually takes the throat chakra, which is the chakra that allows us to speak truth and distorts it in a way where lies are as easy to come out as non-truth and somewhere in the movement up the chakra system, which also represents parts of spirituality going into the third eye your intuition and the crown chakra the chakra where the universe brings in the best truth that can that can be pro and be said by the human throat you allow lies in because you used your instrument to speak lies it's against my religion to get up and preach something I don't believe basically And one thing that I was told not to say that made me decline from speaking was don't mention the current president, a stochastic terrorist, much like the cops with their selective enforcement of the law, Donald Trump. Whenever told not to mention the man who uh, started the upsurge in the Floyd uprising, the marching, and the peaceful kneeling. Uh, with the tweet that went back to segregation days and said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And then, as if in the blink of an eye, police started looting and getting caught on tape doing it, and shooting and getting caught on tape doing it. They started beating reporters for having the audacity to cover the facts. The police went wild. And at present, they're attempting to uh, hope that the American people in chimp-like fashion will forget that that's how this started. With a racist incitement from the president and the police dutifully following along. But don't you forget. Don't let the decades of propaganda, cop-paganda we call it, painting the cops as some necessary good. 
in our not too perfect world doing their job to the best of their ability and trying to defeat wicked criminals that are somehow super protected by the laws don't let that fiction convince you that is what cops do or where cops get their money from there just aren't that many super criminals at least not yet if the economy gets as bad as it is you can uh, suspect super criminals of some type to pop up before us as a lot of intelligent people won't have work but that's not something the United States government which seeks to do anything about COVID virus, uh, the most they want to do is force us to die, force us to kill our grandparents, and shut up about it, is the hope. This is the savage world we live in, and the savage leadership we have to deal with. The other thing I'm usually asked not to talk about is the Democrats, because they're a bunch of criminals that steal your representation and only give you handcuffs to fight the Republicans back even though we have to vote for them in this particular cycle because we've been terrorized into doing so by a president who's willing to use the United States government, the bully pulpit, to unleash terror on the American people if he disagrees with them. And the media can't call out that terrorism as it is. Silence will come in and all of a sudden stochastic terrorism doesn't exist and the bully pulpit is not a thing. The president's saying go get them and them being got on video. Never reported as it is. This is the state of freedom in America and the state of American journalism. In fear to the code of white silence. That even many of, the, of you listening to my voice right now will not adhere to, even while being white. You will not tolerate it. You will not allow the country to be racist, and you refuse to live in this country in fear, and that is admirable. These are not new struggles, though. Since well before the time of Reconstruction, anti-racist allies, blacks and browns and yellow people. In other words, all the people in the world that aren't white, the overwhelming majority of the world, would strive for their inclusion in this country that tells lies about its inclusion, that plays games with its inclusion. And now that inclusion is assured by numbers, resorts to mob violence, murder, and the use of law enforcement to murder and suppress the numbers. This is the system we are fighting. A violent system based on lies and cowardice in which the masses will promote that cowardice which is clearly terrorism as part of their white identity, their right to kill women and children to target people who are unarmed, when their protests are usually armed, and to have law enforcement protect their violent terrorism. You should not be surprised when a cop refuses to do the spirit of the law, to follow law, 
and perverts the law to the ends of racism. That is what the cops in the United States have done since their inception. That's why we say fuck 12. That's why all cops are bastards. Because systematically, what they are born, are the system to which they turn themselves from red-blooded Americans. In some cases, we'll even take one and we'll call him Tom. Because there's always a Tom. Tom's a gentleman that looks like he's out of central casting. He could be a model. At times, you may even hear me say, hold up, that's not a real cop, that's an actor. I bet that fucker's from Hollywood. He's not from here. Tom is a Negro sometimes. Tom may be brown. Puts on the uniform and he steps into the propaganda. He's no longer a black man or a brown man. No. He's no longer part of the human species, the majority of the human species as it presents. No, he's a new color. He's the color of a smurf. And with that smurf, he has no more relation to the human condition. No longer will he attempt to de-escalate and not hurt people um, who he has mild disagreements with. No, he has blue skin and a gold piece of, and a gold or silver piece of metal on his chest, a gun, weaponry, and the right to kill invested in him from the state, and he will use that right as liberally as he feels like it. His job is not for him, for your community to be safe, his job is for him to go home and to collect fines. Killology is his religion. And when he sees a brown person or a black person, are basically the majority of the world. He will beat them more senselessly, sensely, so more senselessly than others, because someone's watching, someone who's not quite as brown, and Tom has to impress them more than he has to show fealty with the rest of the human experience. Yes, Tom will be there with all the Ladies and gentlemen from other suburb, suburban areas of the country who feel that it should be their right to go there and enforce their racism, because that's what it is. We call it systemic racism because there's a system that gets the cops to do this, but the cops often use the excuse. They, they have no shame about doing this, by the way, in a country where we hung people for this, Pro rightfully so. when after seeing the horrors of the Holocaust. We may not have came in with any war or enough violence like um, Russia did, but we most certainly, after the fact, did a bit of hanging. And what was the excuse that set good old Marine Corps gunnery sergeant off to a hanging spree? Um, backed up by the Nuremberg judges, of course just following orders. And this is the excuse that the good cop is given for following laws that are clearly exploitative and a system so exploitative by the numbers that it's laughable to declare it as other. Just following orders. 
If a Marine is ordered to violate the Geneva Convention, then he responds just following orders. That Marine will be hung. This goes for any member of the armed forces. If they, if a foreign combatant violates the Geneva Convention, ID, ideally at least, that foreign combatant would be hung. Particularly if he's from a first world nation. If the laws were being enforced that way. The idea being that there is a higher law, a moral law, one with which you can turn around and see completely immoral systems and say, I refuse to participate. The history of policing in the United States is such that that has never been their reaction. Their reaction has been to demand powers so great as to be above the law and above reproach while having an attitude of morality that is below that of a slug, that is below that you would expect of foreign combatants, that would get you hung in armed conflict, and they wish to have this attitude to all the American citizens. Even the polite cops here in Farmington would love, in a sense, as an institution at least, with their fraternal orders, to force all into submission to their review of themselves that yields results that are laughable and insulting to any form or anything that would be called justice. Letting cops off that murder in high-definition stereo and lie in such a way that a criminal would be ashamed, a criminal would blush because the lies are so stupid, transparent. There's video right in front of you that says this cop is lying. There's contradictory statements. But when the cops lie, they are never held to the same standard a criminal would be held to. That's the bar for a cop. Be somewhere below a criminal. This is what we call our institution of law enforcement. And this is why our institution of law enforcement is so irreversibly flawed that it has to go. It can no longer, the current names we use for it, should not be looked at as names that are any different than saying the Ku Klux Klan is coming to your door to help protect you from your abusive husband. Because the cops, as an institution in the United States, since their foundation as slave patrols and with their history of hiring the Pinkertons and doing the Pinkertons' job with union busting, in other words, making themselves nothing but an arm of power suppression and fascism, have done this to their own institution. And they've done it loudly as the whole world can see. And the United States denying the wisdom of the world is what we always do to our chagrin and our embarrassment in the history books. But it is what we advertise we're going to do, isn't it? If we're being honest. Because one thing about the um, 
enforced ignorance of this Trumpian age, and it should be called the Trumpian age. We have to acknowledge that we are defined by the stupid idiot that we've elected president, who can't quite make the simple verbiage that a child is expected to make in the sixth or seventh grade, and has never held to the civility we would hold, we would demand of our own children as they are doing civics in their class. His racism is erased and defended even by the same people who accused Obama, clearly a milquetoast neoliberal, and a man who apologized for being black, as I've said so many times, you know what I mean, Trayvon Martin could be my son. Oops, I'm sorry, I offended the conservatives by saying he was black and had a smile that looked just like mine. Barack Obama even apologized for being black, shaming his own people, me, and putting our heads down so that we can be in this age of abuse. These were the least racist ages. And now we have a president that tells us to go back to our own country and his defenders, as you saw in one of my debates, will even argue, oh, it's not racist to tell a black person born in the United States to go back to their own country. It's not racist to tell a brown person to go back to their own country. Oh, no. That's perfectly fine. That's just being spunky. That's what it is. Just a bomb thrower. The same bullshit conservatives have said since the beginning of time are insults and making fun and calling you un-American is perfectly fine. And if you look in my direction, I will whine like the little bitch and coward that I am. I'm only calling the male ones bitches or whatever the requirement is to call someone a bitch in our quote, overly PC age, which isn't really overly PC. You just have to be respectful of disenfranchised groups. And there's a learning process there. We all know it. But to conservatives, this is oppression. Running your children, running anti-racists, running people over with cars, not oppression. Spouting hate every night and it leading to increased hate crimes. Where the president goes, hate crimes immediately increase. This is not a form of terrorism. This is not a thing that should bug mass shootings. Being a thing only in the United States when it comes to industrialized countries and being done massively with military-grade weaponry to people who they perceive as their political opponents and are targeted verbally by our president with the media so cowardly that they will never call out this terrorism for what it is. That's not terrorism, no. The 80% white party could never be a terroristic party, terroristic organization, using a cultural blind spot to its terror, using and ignoring the fact that the only deadly terrorist in the United States, the main deadly terrorism one needs to fear is white terrorism. We don't need to fear Ahmed, we need to fear Dave and Chad and Susan. And we need to fear them more because our government and our police officers are deferential to these terrorists. 
They can't wait to love and hold and get and respect rights they would never even assume are worthy of consideration for peaceful protesters who would like to see less violence and less racism. No. The gentleman showing up with a gun to the protest and not any gun, a gun the size of his body, a flak jacket, and even pointing it at the protesters. Throwing up the OK sign in the way of white supremacy saying we will show and promote our white supremacy in front of everyone and because we used a normally innocuous symbol to do so no one can call us racist that's being too PC because we lie and we take joy in our lying and even when caught in our lying we just smile as Satra observed with the Nazis they smile and say give a lofty phrase and the time for discussion is over. Reason is not a thing we care about. Reason is our weapon to attack the majority of the human species. To engage in things that clearly will lead to the demise of the entire species in the long run. That is our right as I didn't say fascist, did I? Anti-Semites is what Sartre used. We'll stick to his wording, because calling a fascist a fascist, calling a concentration camp a concentration camp, calling anything on the politically correctness protected 80% white side of the equation, that's a bridge too far. That's being political. That's perverse. It's not civil. There's always some reason you shouldn't recognize the truth of our culture. And that reason happens to always sound quite similar to a whitewashing. A whitewashing it is. Isn't it an am amusing that that's how it always goes? Yet, Rick Santorum, as he has done plenty of times on CNN, can get up there and claim Black Lives Matter are violent with no evidence be caught by a commentator lying on the movement the same way he would lie on Martin Luther King if he had been alive 40 years earlier. And with that lie, being a lying Christian, and Christians no longer caring about lying because their system, their entire religion has been subverted to white supremacy and none seem the wiser or to care. Daniel's hand is the writing of mini mini Tiko Ufarsen is clearly on the wall, but it's been so long that Belshazzar, Daniel, and honestly, the, the decaying empire is dying. And in this case, the Medes and Persians are Satan himself, who has taken over. A religion that Christ did such a good job of insulating from such hypocrisy. The Bible would not allow 
a, a lying tongue and would ju judge people based on their actions and not the arbitrary actions they choose to focus on where they declare a righteousness as <laughs> the silly love of a collection of cells that could potentially be a baby over actual babies are the other silliness that the conservatives flood the zone with in order to make themselves seem as if they have some form of consciousness for positions that historically always become so horrible that they have to lie about the history. But when they lie about the history, they're not just doing normal lying about the history. Number one, their lies about the history, craziness like claiming that the parties never switched when you can see the difference in dialogue and we all know about Nixon. People are alive that witness this. Complete craziness like the pretending that there's only one racist party in the United States and it must be the Democratic Party. This will be treated as if it is legitimate political dialogue, no matter how absurd it is. I mean, there's a simple vector for why we're post-truth. Because the worst thing to say in the United States is that a white position, a position backed up majoritively by white people, that is clearly ahistorical, clearly lying, basically, and clearly meant to be racially divisive and use government as a form of terrorism against the majority of the human species. That particular form can never be called an abominable, an abominable lie. A lie from the pits of hell. Strong delusions that were sent to the flock of Jesus that they might be damned who love not the truth but take pleasure in unrighteousness. No, no preacher will tell that truth in the conservative halls where we hear the pleasant truth that it's the Democrats and who we don't hate that determines, who we don't kill even, that determines how close we are to Jesus. No, you must hate the right people for Jesus to love you. You must hold to arbitrary sets of policy that don't affect anyone and leave the poor to die from COVID for Jesus to love you. And if not, you're the devil. Rich people? Oh yeah, they're great. Instantly. Uh, taken in by Jesus. This is the doctrine that is popular in the United States. Uh, the prosperity gospel. It has even made it into the black churches with that liberation theology deemed too divisive as it speaks about equality, justice, money being equally distributed. Equally distributed, not in the way that I would like to see, a socialistic way. No, equally distributed, at least in enough, enough where we acknowledge that, you know, that thing that the, uh, you, that's only useful when it helps corporations, that speech and money do have some form of correlation. Thus, in order to have 
a democratic republic, you must have a democratic economy. The social safety net is important. Keynesian economics is a starting position as laissez-faire economics, the type that we always go back to and it's resold, repackaged to us as either monetarism or trickle-down economics or what is it, tea party-ness in our dumber age that is even more anti-intellectual. Some form of nonsense for the same thing. A rich man's religion that says, give me your money and don't you dare take care of the overwhelming majority of people that would, if given enough opportunity, possibly make my little brat children have to compete so that we're not stuck with leadership that is too dumb to manage a McDonald's. Managing a McDonald's is hard. I do not want to disparage that work. But you shouldn't be allowed to run the country if you're too dumb to do that. And we're seeing from the COVID crisis and the police not only being more criminal than anything, but not respecting equal protection under the law so that we have to pass another law that will eventually be ignored through racism that we refuse to reconcile. That's what we have chosen to be our for some across the dia, because they're willing to go out and terrorize the multiracial union of people that are protesting against this injustice in the middle of a pandemic, already risking their lives. They want to go out and murder them a little quicker. And of course the cops will help them. Of course the cops will be right there by their side. They will, as they did at the video that you see with Kurt, even treat the, the person as one of their own. The idea of arresting them absurd. Instead, as we saw with the coward Michael Crook, is his name, an officer, they'll strike a man trying to protect children, constantly working on BLM, even though he could hide in his white identity politics. Life assaulted by a cop who objects to his interracial marriage. Irreversible harm done to his rebuilt reputation. Assaulted right there on the street with the American flag used to drape him by a cowardly cop that had to wait till his back was turned. After justly being insulted for his acts of provocation when someone less demonic in spirit, someone more about protecting and keeping some form of honor would have been de-escalating the situation. This bastard coward turns around and says, oh, and mocks the assault that he did to Kurt and his wife. Kurt's only thoughts being towards the movement and some form of justice being done for a woman who attempted to run over a child but fortunately got the people, fortunately we say, got the people who jumped in front of the child to protect them. And online, what do the conservatives, the free speech warriors say, always willing to show their hypocrisy and call it something else? They say, get out the road. 
White terrorism all day, every day. What you talking about? Not racist. Only racism is Negro. That's what they do. That's what they do. Not paying attention to the fact that the claim that was made during the Obama age, if you will, the one where we pretended we had overcome racism because one African-American male had finally an um, African-American in a slightly different sense than most African-Americans. He uh, was directly descended from an African and was actually half African-American and half white, raised in a wealthy white household. Had been accepted after getting amazing scores, being intellectually of high caliber, uh, being an amazing orator, basically the opposite of what we have now. And for the most part, even a competent um, manager of the United States Empire, with his mastery of the chessboard of international politics, yielding a comparative advantage that if Donald Trump had had the chops to use, would have ensured American hegemony for many generations. Instead of expanding the empire, Barack Obama saw putting small ports in small areas that controlled many resources as the way to control the map. That way you didn't, you, with lily pads as they called them, and bases in the right places, you could have, project American power all over the world, the globe. Force people to, to into your economic system of exploitation that in other systems where the exploitation is a lot easier to see because American businessmen will come in and buy all their resources and force them to starve their populations like they do here. Donald Trump in some odd form of protectionism at least by accident, accident of stupidity, accident of unwillingness to learn, has done a good job of handing that back over to the rest of the world. And that form of hegemony will not proceed for the next few generations. And Americans will understand why being the chauvinistic pig in a conversation with the rest of the world doesn't always work the way you think it will. And even having the mightiest military doesn't matter as much as you think it does in a country where you can't even protect your people from a virus. In this case, a virus that spreads like the cold is a, a lot deadlier. But it will be is even more deadlier in United States incompetence and a refusal to come up with a cheaper system of medicine that is what the rest of the world uses. Yes. When they say how you're going to pay for it, that was a trolling question that Democrats used to insult your intelligence. It was like asking your wife saying, stop spending $12 for beer and get the $3 alternative a week. It'll save us money. And the husband saying, how are you going to pay for that $3 beer? It's an absurdity. It's a response, a non sequitur. The system of healthcare proposed was much cheaper much more effective and would have protected us better from the pandemic. It 
hundreds of thousands are dying from. Conservatives don't care about that, though. They won't even do the bare minimum of wearing a mask. No, if you ask them to wear a mask, the manly party is suffocated. And they can't put their germs on your children, says Karen. This is the absurdity we're in. These absurdities that present themselves as crying, and sometimes even the males will go out of their way to seem extremely non-combative, even to the point of being a feminine. And absurd gestures are taking on the persona of some contradictory little dork-ish person who never spouts the right facts, though, but only gives the appearance of being intelligent. If you have Google, if you check what they're claiming, you'll find it quite far from the truth. And if you're a logician, you'll probably want to throw stuff at them because none of their points make any sense. And in the end, you could go find some old speeches of William F. Buckley, and it's the same stuff, slightly repackaged by marketing agents, following fully in the tradition of the propaganda that we take advertising by Edward Bernays, Sigmund Freud's cousin. They will follow in that tradition of lying to sell a lack of equality. And when all else fails, they ramp up the racism. And it works because when you try to kill someone's children and keep them under situations where they cannot live, sure, there will be people in the United States who claim to be Citizens of the United States who will tolerate and even enjoy that condition against other people they call their fellow Americans. They'll make excuses. They'll try to define racism out of existence. They'll do the famed uh, cis white male response to any form of oppression. Sitting there holding a beer and saying, have you tried shutting the fuck up and letting me enjoy my privilege? Meanwhile, since the opposite of privilege is violent death, that beer is not going to be enjoyed and may even result in some violence against the privileged one. Because we won't tolerate violence against our kids. And the violence that he's doing, the terrorism he's supporting to protect a position he didn't earn becomes too overwhelming for people more inclined to peace and cooperation to tolerate any longer. This is an old struggle in the United States. A tiring struggle. A struggle held out by the cops, though. Always on the side of evil. Always on the side of the past. Always willing to stomp, beat, terrorize, kill, ruin the lives of anyone looking forward to better days. Dreaming of the utopia where we don't murder innocent women and children or shoot up houses and kill people's girlfriends while trying to charge the person because we, quote, got the wrong address with a bad history with the cops. Brianna Taylor is who I'm talking about. Anyone dreaming of the utopian future where we don't murder a child sitting there dreaming of being a cop when he grows up because he's seen it on TV and thought they were good. The car hardly stops and they shoot Trayvon Martin where he 
stands without even bothering, even though the call said that this is likely a child, because the caller had more common sense than the cop. Oh, and we marked the age by the death of Trayvon Martin. Brother Martin is when we should have stopped, because we had a self-appointed neighborhood watch guy, so someone who couldn't listen to the two words that describe the job, watch, you never engage. Um, was not appointed, appointed by the neighborhood, so therefore was no longer neighborhood watch. He was just someone watching, a thug watching, who picked a fight with a child and shot that child when he got his ass kicked. Because he picked a fight with a child trying to get home to his parents. And the United States and these same racists ready to take their cars out to go lynch them some Negroes. Are some Negro lovers, more likely, women and children, ready to go out and terrorize people, ready to do terrorist actions in the tradition of the white mobs of the United States that has gone on since its founding, over dumb stuff and the right to terrorize, rape and kill minorities, rape and kill the majority of the human race, the only real race that exists. These white mobs getting all formed, getting online and getting themselves motivated, trying to come up with some justification that says that they're not the monsters that they always are, defending a history and a time where they're so clearly in the wrong that they've, we've become post-truth because nobody wants to say, somebody please do something about this fucking evil racist shit that we are seeing. And they want to run down their fellow citizens. The people who are supposed to fight for them. They denigrate service if it's done by an African American or a brown person. Only one who's willing to conform to their very narrow definition of what whiteness and being American, the real folk, is, is worthy of life. And the police are right there to use that selective enforcement of law with no justice and then say obey the law and pretend that law and justice haven't been separate in the United States so long that no fool can really say obey the law in a country that had segregation when my parents were grown. My parents who are still fine and I could call right now. That that's not foolish. No, because we don't do our history. Our, the conservative doesn't acknowledge and rewrites history in absurd ways that can be seen as lies by just simply taking a look at YouTube and looking at the original footage. What is that conservative saying when they say that? They're not saying they don't know their history or those that don't know history are bound to repeat it. They go to some of the best institutions. They're, say they're letting you know they're going to repeat this as a violent threat against anyone who's not white. In other words, against the majority of the human beings on the planet. And with them, their main enforcers, Tom and the cops. Either disobeying the law or beating your ass if there aren't cameras around. Then they'll fire a few and say we should trust them again because there's old Tom. Tom didn't get fired because he's black, he 
couldn't have been supporting white supremacy. Lord knows we don't have a long history of paid people to hold up white supremacy because it was better paying than the side of the truth. We know we have that long history. See, treating the lies that make one side of the political equation completely impalatable to the rest of the world as if they are some form of political discourse as opposed to what they are clear terrorism to the majority of the country gets us the other form of intolerable racism, the epistemic injustice, the refusal to do the job that they're supposed to do of the Democratic Party who steals votes from a terrorized and captive population by saying we'll do half of what the violent terrorists do and you'll take that and you can die or something if you don't like it and you might die anyway because we're only doing half and that's a moving target so we're gonna keep going to the right this is where the future is for us as they move their segregationists to the top riding by insulting african-americans every interview he does calling a man and sounding like a racist insulting someone who you would remove from your friends if it was a business meeting blushing insulted that someone would think you were this bigoted this is the liberal alternative that the other party uh, hooping barrage of morons calls a socialist because he holds the same policies Mitt Romney does he brought us the health care Mitt Romney used in Massachusetts he's a socialist because Keynesian economics doesn't exist this is not even close to Keynesian economics. This is a free market system. So this is to the right of what the United States used to get out of the Great Depression. If you know your history. Far to the right of it. It doesn't work and it's a gift to the insurance companies. And they call that socialism because they're a whiny bunch of liars. And as they lie saying this is socialism from the segregationists. They say, I see no racism from this guy. Our guy, Donald Trump, who threatens the Negroes and uses the cops as his weapon. Dead bodies all over the place. He shut down the DOJ investigations that would prove the exploitation. So money stolen, property stolen. With violence. This is what it is. This is what it is. This is the United States promising to be even more racist in the future, regardless of who you vote for. That's the conservative win that we'll never be able to get around. Because the Democratic Party has essentially turned into the Republican Party. That was the goal. And the Republican Party has turned into an option no civilized human being should vote for. But we will have plenty voting for it because white supremacy, although uncivil, terrorism, although uncivil, is the other side of the United States that many who never want to be identified as what they are 
give us as our option. And so we stand, so we tolerate. Knowing that our fight doesn't end because we have to undo what's been done in the Trump age. And that means brown and black and indigenous and yellow eventually. We'll all have to stand up and say the human race is more important than these lies that you've told yourselves. It's more important than these smurfs that have declared themselves a new species, eager to assault and bloody us, the citizens of the United States. The survival of the species is more important than the terrorism you use to justify your unearned advantage you cling to with absurdities that you know are lies, that everybody knows are lies. But you yell and claim our political discourse while censoring the other side and claiming you're censored when you have the largest platforms ever imagined in history. And the first line is always the 12. And that is why we say fuck 12. Because as they show those beautiful smiles they've cultivated to keep your guard down, rest assured every contract they give they will do as they've done to indigenous people. They'll say we're going to protect you. They'll say we're going to block the streets. But it's just a way to get lull you into a sense of comfort with them. So that they can do what they do did to end this protest. You remember that one time they sit there, they got their photo op kneeling like, yes, Black Lives Matter. Then when the cameras were turned off, the cops went to going upside their heads, tear gassing them and beating the totally hell out of them. These are the same. The same liars, the same cowards, the same violent racists that they've always been since there was a nation. And they will cling to that, even if it brings the death of the nation. We know that from the other flag that is so famous in the United States, the Confederate flag. Never have we seen a five-year terrorist campaign against people to who dared even entertain the idea of limiting, because this is what originally started the Civil War, entertain a possibility near limiting the idea of the possibility of ending an institution that rapes and murders African Americans, kills their children, sells them, beats them, allows Mitch McConnell to have a child with a 14-year-old slave girl. Mitch McConnell's great-granddaddy. Dale Hughley did the math. I'm just taking his word for it. And they were willing to try and destroy the United States. They survived for maybe five years and came back to a hero's welcome after the lies of the Reconstruction turned us back into Jim Crow. And now we compete against the Democratic Party ultimately. And the Republican Party has its violent Gestapo wing to stop the new Jim Crow. With our next president likely being the architect, one of the main proponents of the new Jim Crow, 
who the Democratic Party perverted all its rules and did everything it did in 2016 without the Russians pulling the veil over so we could see it to get us a segregationist over someone who marched for civil rights because they felt they could win with a bunch of Republicans and they probably will in other words they could say fuck the liberals which is what they've always said and liberal being fuck the anti-racist this is where we are but stop falling for the tricks of believing you're going up against good guys of believing that the other side has some good people yes one or two good people are there but those good people will follow orders and become bad because you can't keep doing bad stuff and still be a good person eventually it corrupts you that's what they are people waiting to be corrupted by these systems that you know and are the reason you are out here fighting for actual justice in the United States putting your races your political differences and all aside for justice having to relive the civil rights era because conservatives have been so successful in undermining know why you're out there and realize these are the bad guys when you watch the movie Mississippi Burning these are the bad guys when you watch about the freedom writing these are the bad guys when you watch a documentary on Martin Luther King these are the bad guys when you watch Documentaries about the civil rights. These are the bad guys. When you watch Malcolm X, these are the bad guys. When you watch the movie Black Panther, these are the bad guys. The same bad guys. Just maybe they're children who lied and said they were on the right side sometimes. They'll lie even to this day. But they're the same bad guys. It's the same fight, the same struggle. The one that started in 1619, even before there was a nation. These are the evil murderers of children, women. Murderers of Emmett Till's dead women. Using the state for their violence. Bombing African Americans. Bombing brown people. Bombing anyone. And then forcing them to go to their wars while giving them no rights. These are those. Don't be surprised when they act like it. If anything, prepare for them to act like the savages they are. God bless you and have a great day. Goodbye.